Hey everybody, me and Nate were just, oh sorry, welcome back to the MN, MN Carpool Podcast. That's a little bit weird what you did. cringe somebody say. Don't call me cringe. But anyways, <laughs> we're t- uh, we were talking about... Uh, oh, who were you, by the way? I said Max and Nate. I'm Max. No, oh, and I'm Nate. Anyways, um, we're going over the pot, we're going over like some stuff to talk about and we realized uh, we, we're, we're big Magic players right now. Uh but we used to be like in uh, late middle school to early high school. We used to play Yu-Gi-Oh pretty religiously instead of Magic. Yep. Yeah. So we, I, we're looking through our potential podcast episodes, and we were like, we should do one about the time, like the the season where we transitioned from Yu-Gi-Oh into Magic. Yeah. So I remember Yu-Gi-Oh was. I was always into Yu-Gi-Oh as a kid, but I never. It's like the thing we're like, I like this game. No idea how to play. Same. The way me and my brother played it when we were young was like whoever's deck went out first lost. Ooh. And there was like one time my brother tried to teach me like how to play it for real. And I was like, this is stupid. I didn't get to sit and wait for 80 turns to try to grind you out. He was like, yeah, you had to like actually play cards to stop me. And I was like, no, I hate this. <laughs> no, I think uh, I would always watch the Yu-Gi-Oh show as a kid. And it was my favorite show. Um... And so I learned the kind of how to play through the show, but the show is also like, it lies a bit, <laughs> like a lot. I don't remember the last time I saw the show. What do you mean it lies? Like there's certain cards that use it and it's like just not what the card actually does in real life. <laughs> and there's like, I know what the... No, I, you're misreading the card. Yugi can't get it wrong. <laughs> Yugi's just a fucking <laughs> cheater. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, I remember like, you know, like the first show, it's like they just had a different way of like summoning that was actually in the card game. Oh. But, uh, anyway. Uh, but, you know, so we played this. I remember, I don't know, how did it start? That we, like, we got really to Yu-Gi-Oh! I don't even know where to, so when I was, it wasn't a, me. when I was aware that it started, was in high school. Because in high school, we had, like, those things called win sessions, where, like, we'd have six classes a day. And then one of the class periods, like a seventh class period, was the win session where you could yeah. sign up which study hall to go to with which specific teacher. Yeah, I feel like in the middle of the day for like 30 minutes, you just can like go do whatever you want. Yeah, and if you were caught up on all your classes, then your win session could just be like hanging out with people. Yeah. So we'd hang out in, I don't know, some... Oh, the math teacher, the stats, AP stats. That's my dad. No, oh, AP's... you mean go oh, the other stats teacher. Yeah, like the crazy one. He wasn't crazy. He, he just had a he just had a flamboyant personality when he wanted to. He chucked a Chromebook outside the class once, right? No, he didn't. I remember this. I do remember though when I was in his class at one point, there was a student giving him attitude. Yeah. So he grabbed her desk while she was sitting in it and dragged it out of the room and put her in the hallway. Oh but I swear he's not crazy. <laughs> I swear. I swear. He's just he's just that He could just be flam. <laughs> he could just be flamboyant on command. All right. All right. I did like him though. He was also like my like homeroom teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was like, I always oh, forget that that he was your homeroom. Yeah, it, it means some people in that one. It was just like homeroom was just like why did it exist? Yeah, it served no point purpose. Really. I heard like before we like our grade entered high school, homeroom would be like multiple times a week instead of just like instead once. of win sessions, and it was longer than like being the pathetic fifteen minutes that it was to watch the school news. Okay, so like you would actually do stuff to hang out with your homeroom. Yeah, but like partway through the year, because I remember when win sessions were introduced, I was like, oh, I'll just 
stay in my science class and study for my next exam. Very studious person that I was. And then I found out like a few weeks later, Basil or Mitch was like, dude, why aren't you at Win?" And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm at Win. I'm not yeah. skipping Win sessions. And he's like, no, you should come and hang out with us. I was like, wait, we can do that? Because I was such a goody two-shoes. I was like, you mean we can get together and not study? That sounds so rebellious. It's so scary. It's so scary. And so I think the first year we were in like Isaac's homeroom teachers win sessions. Yeah. And we'd show up there and you guys were playing Yu-Gi-Oh. And I was like, dude, I played this when I was little. That's cool. Yeah, I don't know who put up Yu-Gi-Oh. Because I was always like, I had this Yu-Gi-Oh deck. I always love it. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And I really like, it was just like trash. But like, um, I remember one person like was like, let's play Yu-Gi-Oh. And like, I was like, my eyes are lit up. I was like, <gasps> do you mean it? Yeah, I was like, my people are calling me. Because, <laughs> yeah, that was like, I was really obsessed. I really wanted to play Yu-Gi-Oh as a kid. I almost went to a tournament when I was younger. Because I was like, I want to go play Yu-Gi-Oh with like the trash deck. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was like, gonna go. And then my dad was gonna drive me. My, my dad got home. He's like, you're not going. Because I was so excited to go all day. Oh. And my like, dad goes home because he knows. He knows that, like, one, I'm a kid and I'm gonna get wrecked. And two, it's a really nerdy thing he does not want me to associate with at, at this point of age. <laughs> so he's like, Your time is not here, youngin'. <laughs> <laughs> Your time has not yet come, child. <sighs> I. Th- was it in middle school? I think it was like the summer Two? between high school and middle school. Okay. Because I do vaguely recall when we were on the same bus in middle school, you were like, dude, check out my Yu-Gi-Oh! Because that's when we were on the same bus. Because I remember in high school, I never rode the bus. But in middle yeah. school, when we were sitting together, you were like, dude, look at all these cards. And I was like, wow, that looks messed up. Wow, that looks messed up. Wow, that's a dragon bunny. Yeah. That looks messed up. Like, comparing Magic and Yu-Gi-Oh!, there's a lot more messed up Yu-Gi-Oh!, like, like, cartoonish wise things like compared to magic magic yeah. has like some dark stuff but it's not like like weird look mm-hmm. was it like all of freshman year when did we transit oh, we could probably uh war of the spark war of the spark so the year before that one because i remember like we were, we were playing like that was that yeah. was like the first one we were like oh well now we're drafting it and i know what i'm doing but like the year before that was when you bought the one starter deck like right after Isaac introduced it to us and we all played it at my yeah. house. And then it was like, guys, we should learn this new game. I was like, I don't really want to learn a new game. Then we played it and I was like, I am completely and totally in love with this. Yeah, because uh, basically what was happening with Yu-Gi-Oh! is Yu-Gi-Oh! we played it, everyone got really into it and then everyone, like, we immediately started, like, going towards, like, the most, like, powerful deck or whatever. The most streamlined, the most efficient place possible. Yeah. And so what would happen is everyone would like have like the highest level deck, and the games would just be like either you win in one turn or you lose in one turn, and everyone was kind of just like kind of. I know some people were still kind of into it, but I was just kind of sick. I didn't like that kind of. I I did get sick of win on turn one or what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, we tried like Isaac one day was like, yeah, let's try Magic, and I was like, this game slower but feels like kind of as fun as Yu Gi Oh used to be. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And then I remember talking to Nate specifically about this. Be like, okay, we, we need to make sure we keep the power level low for as long as possible. Yep. To make it so, like... That was funny. So that we, like, we didn't immediately get to, like, super powerful decks and just not have fun right away again. And Magic, uh, 
is also more useful as, a, as it's much more harder to play. Like, it's a much... I think it's more complicated than Yu-Gi-Oh! And then also, it has more interaction yeah. during a person's turn. Like, you, there's a lot more, like, someone can do to stop you from, like, winning True. in one turn. Yeah, there's a lot more complicated effects in Magic. But, like, in Yu-Gi-Oh!, every card is a full paragraph. Like, they don't use... There's no shortcuts. There's no keywords. Yeah. Every card in Yu-Gi-Oh! Has, in Yu-Gi-Oh has, like, a full paragraph that you have to read. Yeah. And that got really exhausting. Because yeah. the text is so small. Like, someone starts playing a new card, I'm like, dude, I have to read that. Read it. I'm like... Yeah, so... What on earth does this thing say? Yeah, instead of, like, shortcutting, like, what things mean in a Yu-Gi-Oh!, they instead just have to, like... They just keep shrinking the font further and further. Oh, my God. It's terrible. And, and to make it fit inside the box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, like what what I one of the decks that I played in Yu Gi Oh and I enjoyed was Phantasm Spiral Dragon, and part of that was because Phantasm Spiral Dragon was a normal monster, which means you you didn't have to read any effects about. Not him. an effect monster. He did nothing special, but he had like this paragraph of flavor on him, and I was like, whoa, that's cool. This this dragon's being hunted by the Atlanteans. But it just, like, discovered this new power so it can fight back instead of just running away. I was like, that's awesome. This is the only card I've seen in a year that had flavor text on it. Yeah. But, yeah, so once the power level got, like, too fast and, like, like too quick and then we just, like, when games were ended in one minute and someone would probably be salty about it, uh, we just, like, switched eventually to magic fully and like, everyone's just like, I don't want to play with you anymore. Dude, try, do me a favor. Try to remember the decks that were being played when we cashed out of Yu-Gi-Oh. DDD. That was Mitch. Uh, the, the dinosaurs. That was Isaac. Uh, Blue Eyes. Uh, Basil. Uh, what's it called the basically Looney Tunes. Pendulums. The, yeah, my pendulum stuff. Odd Eyes. Odd Eyes. Yours is Phantasmal Dragon. Yeah. Gosh. Because oh, Michael wasn't there at that time. True. Because. Michael yeah. joined once Magic started. Yeah. And... Uh, oh, proxying. Do you Proxy? remember that proxying card? You're talking about you? Or? Yeah. Oh, At yeah. the time, I didn't want to spend a cent on owning an actual card. So I would use a deck of playing cards yep. and memorize what I'd coded every single card to be. I'd draw, I'd draw like a three of diamonds and be like, oh... Threes are all this exact card, so that means that I know exactly what this is. Yeah, so like the, I don't know why I did that to myself. The way he would do it, like so that we, because there's a time where some people complained about him like cheating mm-hmm. that way. Because when we first started Yu-Gi-Oh, and I was like, oh okay, I don't want to spend money, so I'll just make up cards and then associate them with my playing cards. Like I was literally using cards that didn't exist. Yeah, I'd play a king, and I was like, this just means destroy a monster. And Mitch was like, that card doesn't exist. You can't have that effect. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I guess I have to start memorizing real cards now. Yeah. Um, and so what, uh, yeah, so what would happen is Nate would have to, like, write down what all what all the cards in his thing mean. Oh, on, gosh. Like, a, on like, a, like, a piece of paper that he carried with him. Like, yep. it was, like, a small thing. Like, he had, like, a little planner thing because, like, everyone gets a planner when they're in, like, high school. At least we did. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to write down, uh, he would have like a page in his plan where he'd write down what every single card meant in his deck. Yep. So people were confused to be like, no, look, I wrote it right there. And then in the tiniest font ever, yeah. I'd written like, 
This is a 2000 attack monster. Yeah. <laughs> then we went on to magic, and Nate continued to proxy for a little bit. It was Okay, I'm going to say it. It was easier in magic. Because yeah. there's not, like, paragraphs worth of text to memorize unless you choose to do a paragraph card. And there's so many, like, efficient keywords. Like, creatures, creatures aren't in the thousands of power, and you don't have to, like, count from 8,000. You it's, count down from 20. Yeah. And creatures have powers of one or two or three. Yeah. So much kinder. Well, I think, uh, was it probably like one year into um, us playing Magic that you started to eventually actually like buying cards itself instead of just like whenever we like open cards, you just be like, yeah, someone can like pay for my yeah, draft. Yeah, we do a sponsored draft where somebody was like, well, I want the cards from the set. And, and I can buy Nate's share of the cards from the set, so I would draft and then give them everything I owned. Yeah. Because Nate just wanted to play with the cards, but he didn't want to actually uh, draft with them in particular. I mean, he didn't want to actually keep the cards or pay for them. And then eventually, I think like after a year, you started to like, keep the cards. Because you, yeah. you realize magic is going to be like a more of a permanent thing for our friend group. True. Yeah, because Yu-Gi-Oh, I was like, well, I don't really want to spend money on this. And then when we first transitioned into magic, I was like, well, I don't want to spend money if we're going to just like flip from game to game to game. And then a year into magic, I was like, I think maybe we'll keep playing this. Yeah, because so they gonna actually invest in owning the cards. Because I think it was like a year in until we started to actually play like Commander, which is like the main game mode we play now. And you can't memorize for Commander because it's a yeah. hundred different cards. There's no duplicates. I remember I tried to once. On that. Which just meant 70 yeah. of the hundred cards in my deck were a land. Which are just cards that they just say nothing and they're just like meant for just like uh, spending to play other cards. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Why was I so weird? No, <laughs> I know. Because you told me once, I was like, yeah, he actually has a pretty good thing. He's like, why am I going to spend money on a thing that's not going to like sell for anything really in the future? We didn't realize how much magic could actually sell for it. True. Uh, but why, he's like, why am I going to spend money on something that like in five years I'm never going to touch again? And it's going to like be up that much money down the drain where I can just play it for free. Quick math. 2019? Dude, we're approaching five years, aren't we? We've been playing for five years, haven't we? I'd say sophomore year is like the main year where I remember like us starting to play. Oh, then we definitely have been playing for five years. Because sophomore, junior, senior, first year of college, second year of college, third year of college, and now moving on. And here we are now. So that's six years almost. Yeah. Here we are five years later. Because I think we started getting to Magic at the same time Imperial Salt started starting. Oh. That's its own game, too. Yeah, Imperial Assault is just, like, a Star Wars board game. This is, like... It's a war game where, like, you have the miniatures, and you have to, like, move them around the board, and you have to make... Sh- oh, remember when Isaac had to teach us how to do line of sight between yeah. characters? Like, oh, can your character actually see that stormtrooper and shoot them? And we were like, dude, I know you've lectured us on how to do how to calculate line of sight at least five times. Just tell me if I have it or not, because I don't know. Yeah. It's uh, it was an interesting time, and then it was like fun at first, but then like the game, it was really fun. Yeah, I did get sick of it by like two years of doing it, though. Oh yeah, fully. Because what happened after like two, like a year of playing it was, first off, we were so like we we every time we played it, we learned something new that we just weren't doing. True. I remember the first campaign we did, we had zero idea how the rules worked. Yeah, I thought we did, and we just didn't, and then. By, like, year one, like, everyone knew how to play. Everyone, like, had it down to a system. 
But then it became very, like, almost, like, impossible to win. And it was, like, a chess game where, like, against two AIs, where if, like, one team makes one mistake, you just lose. Yeah. And, like, so it's like D&D in the respect that it's a lot of players versus the one Imperial player. Yeah. Right? Because yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, it's a team of, like, typically, like, four players mm-hmm. against one, like, boss guy. Like, it's yeah. who's another actual player who's commanding, like, the enemies. But in D&D, like, the DM's goal isn't to kill everybody, right? I mean, it can, it can be. But, but, the, but typically, the, D, the DM doesn't... The DM's not like, okay, guys, let's get together and I'm going to murder every single yeah, one of you. Typically, the DM doesn't try, like, at all... Like, to at their very best to kill people. No, your objective is, like, cooperative storytelling. Mm-hmm. In Imperial Assault, your objective is win or lose, and the Imperial player has to control like ten or more. Ten or more has to control like ten or more Imperial like pawns on the board, like moving around all the different kinds of stormtroopers, and then the players only move their own character, so the players can like the players can put in like big strategy decisions because they're not overwhelmed, and the Imperial player is like, bro, how am I supposed to outthink four opponents? Yeah, but at the end, it turned into, like, the Imperial player being, like, yeah, if I can just, like... It's basically, like, they, it's not only like schemazing or, like, screwing with the other players. It's, like, they just, like, there's a better way where it's, like, not, like... Because to me, we like to do a fun way where we're, like, you attack and kill them. That's, like, the fun way. Uh, or, like, you attack and kill the enemies. But, like, most missions aren't... That isn't, like, the objective at all. That was and, just that one campaign... Where we got no, that's in most it. missions in the game. It's like not actually just kill everything. It's like go to this thing, do this, do that, do that, blah blah blah. True. Um, and then the new meta became just make a bunch of stormtroopers stand in the way. Yeah, and it just, it just became body block as much as possible, and don't even worry about like actually having to kill them because they will just die on their own. And so well, yeah. now we're doing board game reviews. Yeah. Now it got. Oh yeah. Now we're, now now. we're doing board. Okay. Imperial Assault. Give it a review. Imperial Assault at first. I'd give it, like, a 4 out of 5. Now, I'd just give it, like, a 2.5 out of 5. Okay. I'd say it has a ginormous learning curve that you have to get over. Yeah. That's a setback, but, like, once you are over it, it is a fun game. It is a complicated game, I would agree. Yeah. Ugh. Supremely complicated. Learning curve is ginormous, but then, like, the game is really fun. We just overdid it. Yeah, we have a habit of, like... We'll slam our head into, like, one game if we enjoy it for, like, <laughs> a couple of weeks of just playing it nonstop with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, um, well, I, I actually can't think of... I think, uh, what was it? Dominion we played for... We Like, we grinded... Evolution. I remember we grinded Evolution for a I'm bit. surprised that you guys enjoy playing Evolution, because I think it's a really boring game, but I just love it. So when, I feel like I'm making people do a chore whenever I'm like, guys, let's play the Evolution game. Because it is, that's so much like going on in your head trying to calculate. How yeah. To play evolution. Evolution is an interesting game. But no, what would you rate Yu Gi Oh? Would I rate Yu Gi Oh? Out of five. <sighs> My rating is two out of five. I'd give it three. Because it does have like a lot of cool and interesting counterplay and stuff that we just didn't tap into. Yeah. Because we were still in the phase of like, I'm going to play my deck, and if my deck doesn't work, then I'm mad. Yeah. We weren't, in, we weren't like, oh, yeah, like well, the, if Isaac's playing this this week, then I need to, like, play this instead. Or if Mitch is, like, trying out this strategy, then I need to be ready with having this card in my deck. We were just like, no, this is what I built, and if it doesn't work, then I'm angry. 
Yeah. Which I, I was definitely part of that. Yep. Um, but so far, experience in magic. I actually like to know, like, what's your, what'd you say? Is your, like, what do you say? So, so that first time that Isaac taught us how to play. Yeah. And he, because he, there was, how many of us were there? Too many of us. There was everyone except for Michael. Yeah, because Michael didn't exist in our minds yet. Yeah, Michael was a void. <laughs> there was, we just had like an, an extra seat at the table. Yeah. And we were like, that is for the friends we haven't made yet. And now it's, that seat is filled by Michael. It's for Jesus. <laughs> it's a seat for Jesus. But no. Because I remember the first time we played, Isaac gave us the starter decks from the Arch Enemy Nico Bolas set. Yeah, I remember there's like a green and there's like a white and black one. Mm-hmm. And I was playing the white deck, which was all centered around this character, Gideon Jura. And I like read a random a random card in the deck had like the flavor text. And it was like Gideon saying, this is how important law is to an efficient society. And I was like, whoa, who on earth is Gideon? And I asked Isaac, I'm like, dude, who the frick is this Gideon guy? And he's like, oh, he's somewhere in the deck. And I was like, there's another card just like getting me hyped for this character I haven't seen yet. And I looked through the deck and I found him like, oh, that's so cool. Like this whole deck is revolving around him. Yeah. And you placed your entire personality on Gideon. No, I'm joking. No. No. No, but when I was doing card proxying, I built a deck that was like around Gideon working. Yeah. And it was like a bunch of lame token creatures, like a pile of knights. And then you play Gideon, and I was like, oh, it's like Gideon's little army. I'm so happy. That that was like a year. That was like almost a year of me playing Magic. It was just me going, ha, ah, Gideon's cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so how do you rate Magic so far as your total experience? Uh, I'm going to give it a five out of five stars. I, yeah, I actually have to get it. Like, it's like a 4.5. Because there's sometimes where it's like, uh, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Some game, like, because there's always sometimes where it's just like, oh, yeah, but there's that. Because, like, in Yu Gi Oh!, there is nothing stopping you from playing every single card in your deck on turn one and yeah. going insane because you can play one monster per turn, which you can play infinite spells per turn, yeah, and then one monster per turn can be finicky, <laughs> yeah, but in magic, like, you're you're, like, chained to the idea of you can play one land per turn. Yeah, there's, like, actually a resource to manage. Yeah, so you're, like, progressing slowly through the game. And I know, and for any listeners out there who are going to give me a snarky comment, I know that in other formats, you can go insane and you don't obey the laws of time or magic or reality to, like, play your mana out all at once. Mm-hmm. But you have to play, put in work for that to happen. And Yu-Gi-Oh! is just like, oops, I played everything in my deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Magic was fun. Magic conventions are fun. We did go to Magic Con this year. Yeah. I remember uh, it was, uh, what was it? Modern Horizons 2? Modern Horizons 2 was when we went to... Duluth. Was when we did the Duluth trip. I don't... How did the Duluth trip conversation even start? So what happened was Michael and Isaac, since they're, they're like the ones who are like up and up when it comes to magic knowledge of stuff that's happening. Mm-hmm. And they're like, one is like, we were trying to, we wanted to do like a, some basically a senior trip really, but it wasn't really senior because yeah. it was like after COVID or whatever. Yeah. We're like, let's we were, do a road trip. We we're like, let's go on a road trip with the boys. Cause that sounds like fun going with the boys, just the boys, but we're, we're young. So it's like our first trip, and we're like just just us, no adults. We important detail: 
none of us was the age 21 yet. Yes. Continue. This, this, was, this is the first part. So, uh, we got the plan for Duluth, and we're like, let's go to Duluth. Because I originally was like, let's go to Wisconsin Dells, because that would be fun with the boys. And they were like, that's a little bit too much money for us, because obviously we're just out of high school. Um... And so we look up my friends and like, oh, we can just go to Duluth. And then uh, I was talking to Nate. I Not Nate. I was just talking. We were talking to the group. And Michael and Isaac are like, hey, during the summer, this so-and-so, Modern Horizons 2, like a set for magic, is coming out. And it's like, okay, oh, what time? And it's like, oh, in the middle of summer, like, kind of like near the time we're going to Duluth. Okay, so we switch our time to going to Duluth to that. And we plan for it. Mm-hmm. Um and so what we make sure because beforehand we're like okay we're 18 we need to get the we're getting the hotels registered as soon as possible because remember nate was being super business about it like we went to like a denny's us as a group and we're like okay what do we want to do what do we need and to we get ready like, right planned out all of our costs we're like this is how much like we think gas will cost and this is how much the hotel room will yep. cost and then this is how much like getting the getting the cards yeah because i my family we have a huge car that can like we use for hauling stuff a lot like yep um, and can fit a lot of people in it. So we t- we were like, okay, we'll take my car. Everyone will just like pay me for gas or whatever and that kind of stuff. And then whoever orders the hotel, we'll pay them for the hotel, all, all that kind of stuff. And we're just calculating like the total cost for everyone because uh, we the people were worried about money. Um, so we get that. And okay, we're like, get a hotel. The day comes. Nate's ordering the hotel. Like Nate was said, like, said it was like, I can handle the hotel. Um and so he calls around. There's multiple places that say no because we're 18 or whatever. And then we call, like, we just, in the end, like, okay, Motel 6. And so we call. Yeah, Motel 6 Duluth. Because I looked up online because I, I figured out by calling a couple of hotels, like, if you're not 18. Even if you're not 21. Or if you're not 21, then you can't, like, get a room here. I was like, okay. Well, then I looked up on my computer. I was like, where are some hotels for people over the age of 18 in Duluth? And then the Motel 6 popped up. And I was like, oh. There we go. There were the top result. They're cheap. We know the rooms aren't the best, but we're like, we can deal with it. Yeah. We're like, we can rough it. They, like, half of the people in our friend group are like Boy Scouts, and they go camping all the time. So it's like, really, any kind There's of... There's a bed. Yeah. Any, There's a bed. We're good. A, it's a clo- it has four walls, has a bed. We're fine with it. And we're like, okay, we can vibe. We're not going to be in the hotel that much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we, now the day comes. We know, day comes. Who's... The, someone showed up late to drop me off their stuff. Was it Mitchell? I think it was Basil's phone stopped working. Oh, that was what it was. Everyone's like, okay, everyone went for the trip. Everyone's like, yeah, Basil's we just not like, responding. Our, our group chat was like storming off. And we were like, hey, are you guys ready? And you're like, oh, yeah, and don't forget this. And they're like, oh, yeah, I almost forgot that. And then we were like getting everything packed and Basil hadn't responded at all. And, and everyone's like, like, yeah, like, everyone like, oh, it's fine. Because like there's like me right now in our group chat, I think barely respond to anything. I only really. Villain. I only respond like if we're like, if his plan's like, okay, I'll go. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I don't really respond much because it's just like half the stuff they talk about isn't stuff I'm like I know much about. Mm-hmm. Um, but so like in the group chat, or like everyone's like Basil's answering, it'll be fine. He'll show up. So his phone just stopped receiving messages. Yes, and so- was unable to send messages for some reason. Yeah. So what happened was we're like uh, everyone's at my house. Everyone's dropping other stuff. Some people said hi to my parents. I guess they had, like haven't met my parents really. So like saying like hi to them. Mm, I don't remember that. I think it was mainly just, like, Mitchell's parents came over and were like, hey. Oh, yeah. Because um, they were, just like, saying, like, goodbye. Because it's like, I guess, like, the first trip, I guess, for a lot of, I guess, our parents, where they we went off on our own. Yeah. Um, and so what happened was, um, we're there. We're like, 
10 minutes go by past the point, and we're still packing up, so we're real busy. Then 20 minutes, like, okay, Basil's not here. Someone needs to call. I, I think it's me who called Basil. <laughs> I start calling Basil, like, hey, where you at? He's like, what do you mean? It's like, do you not see the group chat? He's like, no, I don't. Uh, nothing's on here. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, Basil, um, we're going oh, is your phone not getting texted? We, we're leaving, <laughs> like, everyone's packed. And he goes like, okay, give me, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. And then we made it. Yeah, like, it's fine. And we, we went we, to... It was, like, 8 p.m. when we got to Duluth? Oh, no, it was... Was it? I feel like it was a little later than 8. Because I think we went and we... Before we went to the hotel, I think we went and got to, um, like, a card shop. Yeah, we went to our usual card shop. <gasps> yeah, that was... Here a... in Champlain, Dreamers Vault what? Games. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so we're at our... We're at our usual card shop here in... Well, in Champlain, Minnesota, so Dreamers Vault Games. And we're doing, like, the Modern Horizons 2 tournament. We're like, oh, this is going to be fun. So we're playing the tournament. And then the school IT guy... From our high school. Shows up, walks in, and sits down to play. And our friend Mitch, who, like, is who, like had a good relationship with... Like, they were fr- like basically, like, while he was working there, he didn't work there, like, our senior year. He's really only there for one year, really, for our junior year. Yeah. And him and Mitch, like, low-key became, like, kind of friends. It was it was a weird relationship. Like it's not like creepy at all. Nothing like that. Yeah. It was just kind of like a weird like because it was like the first time he was, uh, one of our friends was like hanging out with like a much older person. Yeah. But I yeah. remember I remember Mitch like stalked Kevin Botts and found out that he had a YouTube channel and started like commenting on all of his videos and, and we were like, dude, Mitch, what are you doing? You're yeah. being silly. Um. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So then we yeah we go there and we just like see Kevin Botts. We're like, oh. No way. And Mitch, Mitch like looks at me and goes, leans across the table and he's like, dude, did Kevin Botts just sit behind me? I'm like, I think so. And I look at him like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Kevin Botts. I, th- I think he heard you guys whispering about him. Uh-huh. And then he was like, huh? Oh, and then he like walked over to us and he was like, before I didn't say anything, you guys are all graduated, right? Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, oh, yeah, yes, that, we are. That's what we learned there. He started to take a base side. <laughs> he started to take the red pill. Uh... uh I just remember, like, I was paired against him for one round of that tournament, and he was, like, about to pass out. And yeah. then he, le- he like, called to his friend sitting behind me. He was like, dude, can you pass me the poison? And I was like, what on earth does that mean? And his friend hands him, like, a sip of Monster. Yeah. So then he went from, like, about to fall asleep to, like, his hands are shaking the entirety of the game because he has too much caffeine coursing through his body and hardening his veins yeah but anyway uh but yeah so that tournament went by it was like fine it was fun with the boys mm-hmm. and we after there obviously had to hit up beat-ups beat-ups is always the place to go on game days did we eat at beat-ups yeah we because the beat-ups is always across the, the across the, from the game store yeah we, we hit beat-ups and then we went on the road yep and then we we're driving up to duluth and we had <laughs> we had a playlist that we made yep. just for the trip yeah we made a, a tr- a group playlist where uh it was about everyone like had to submit five songs that they're on the playlist yeah i I completely forgot about that until this moment yeah and then we made it to duluth probably like 10 or 11 at night i feel like it was pretty late because yeah. when, we, when we got to yeah, like the it... next chapter of the story we were pretty desperate yeah 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 <laughs> so we get to the duluth and like i was the one who like called ahead and registered and whatever so then me and I think Isaac and Mitch walk in. Yeah, because it was like, I'm parking with Basil and Michael. Yep. We're finding a parking spot. And we walk in, 
and I, I go up to the gal at the front desk, and I'm like, hey, uh, this is... We called in for a reservation or whatever. Yeah, this is Nathan France. We called with a reservation. And she's like, oh, yeah, uh, can you show me your ID? No, she, uh, everyone, I thought it was like she asked if you're, eight, like, if you're 21. Oh, yeah. So she looked at the ID, and then she just, like, handed back to me without looking at it. She was like, oh, you're 21, right? And I was like, no. Yeah, because, yeah, I know, Mike, Michael, when he got, when they got back to the car, was like, bro, you should have just lied. I realized that I should have, and we, there probably would have been nothing wrong. Yeah. But nothing anyway. would have happened bad. But she's like, you're 21, right? And I was like, no. Yeah, she was like, oh. Like, put down her, put down, close the computer, put down her phone and looked at me. She was like, you can't stay here tonight then. And I was like, what? We just drove, like, three hours to get here. Yeah, so... It's like 10.30 at night. What do you mean we can't stay here? So we just, like, walked out back to the car. And I was like, guys, bad news? We don't have a hotel room. Yeah, so I think what happened after that is everyone hopped into the car again. I'm driving because it was, like, my, my mom's car. And I go to just, like, a random gas station, just park there, because we, we didn't want to sit in the parking lot from the Hotel 6. We were aggressively brainstorming in the car. Yeah, we were like, okay, where's this now? We can sleep in the car, but no one's there, because it would be super uncomfortable if there's many people in the car. Yeah, and I remember we, like, looking through hotels as fast as we could to try to find a place that would accommodate us, because, like, none of us were 21, and we didn't know that you had... That is a mistake, like, we'll never make again. One, because now we're all 21 or older, yeah. and two, because... I don't ever want to be stuck in Duluth at midnight. Again. Yeah, it was like everyone's calling hotels because it was like last minute, and so like most hotels weren't like want to accept res- like people coming in at last minute like this. Yeah, so we were like, are we gonna have to drive home? We're staying in the hotel, and then I also remember us like also like because it was like the motel was in like the sketchy part. We of were not in the coolest part of Duluth, and the doors weren't locked yet. And yeah. we we're like sitting there panicking, and then one guy like one guy just walked slightly like towards that direction. We we're like. Lock the door, lock yeah, the door. Yeah, like, this guy was just walking by, and then he, like, turned and walked straight towards our car. And I don't remember if it was Mitch or it was Isaac, but they were like, Dude, lock the door, lock the door, lock the door. And then we locked the doors, and then he just, from outside the car, I think he heard it, and then just turned and walked away, and we were like, did we almost just get abducted? What yeah. just happened? Yeah, but I remember Michael, um, Michael has, uh, he's one of his parents that, like, travels a lot. Um, but yeah, that kind of stuff. But, like, one of us, I don't know who told one of our parents. I remember what was happening. What? Isaac was texting on his phone. Yeah, is was, that what you're talking about? No, I'm talking about like, because I remember hearing this later that apparently one of our parents, uh, I don't know who, um, and we don't really say who, just in case it matters, uh, like called up like the hotel was like yelling at them. Oh, that was yeah, I know whose parent that was. Okay, um, yeah, I remember that happening. And then what was it, it was we uh, Nate was on the call, like was just on call duty he was calling so many different hotels one because none of us we all wanted to stay somewhere but none of us really wanted to call here because we were like still anti-social uh-huh and we're like i don't want to call like well we're gonna have to call somebody if we want a place to stay so nate is like going calling everyone isaac is like on his phone messaging stuff and also like looking up hotels for nate to try out mm-hmm. i was i was just like trying to figure out like what to, what should like what's be like the worst single backup plan complete panic and i realized yeah. this episode is coming out after the Hobo Week episode, where I literally was like, oh, I'll just spend a week not knowing where I'm going to sleep. Yeah. But we were, like, that in is, Duluth. Is, yeah. When we, this is, like, basically, <laughs> we had a plan, and everything crumbled. Instantly. Yeah, and it just, like, got pulled out from under us. But, so, what the solution ended up being, after, like, 20 minutes of panicking, Isaac remembered that one of our classmates was, like, living in the Duluth area. 
And I looked over and saw that he was texting um, one of our classmates, Ben Gordon. He was texting him. And then Mitch looked over, saw it, and was like, good idea. And just immediately, like, he just, like, leapfrogged yeah. over Isaac and just called Ben. Yeah, the thing about Mitchell is Mitch will call someone. If they don't answer, he, it's not like, oh, okay, they, they probably don't have their phone or they not they can't answer. Now. Call him again. He'll call him, like, three times more. <laughs> so like, Mitch, like, called Ben. And he was like, hey, do you, what are you doing right now? And Ben was like, uh, I'm in my house. And Mitch was like, cool. We're in the Duluth area. Can we stay tonight? And like, just, this just guy who was in our grade in high school. And he's, was like, he's, in he's my, really chill. he was a chill guy. Yeah. And he was like in my class. He was in a few classes of mine. And he was in my homeroom in middle school. And he was like, uh. Yeah, you guys can stay the night. So he had this little hotel. Or no, he didn't. Have no, hotel. Hotel. It no, was like yeah, a townhouse. He, yeah. No, it wasn't a townhouse. It, it was a house, a... but he was like renting it out with other people. Oh yeah, I thought it was like one of those houses that's like split into like two houses. No, it wasn't. Okay. Well, I didn't get that close of a look of it at, that, at his house. No, I think you're right. I think it was just like a small house. Yeah. So it was him and his girlfriend. His girlfriend, and then one of the funny things was another one of our friends from back home. Yeah. Was going to be moving in to live oh, yeah. with Ben later that summer. Another Ben. And then we just like stayed in his room for that night. Ben was Ben was like, Hey, we don't have we don't really have like a bed or couch for you guys. We like we have one couch. We don't have like anywhere for you guys to stay. We're like, it's okay, we'll sleep on the floor and our yeah. other option is sleeping in a car right now, so you're golden. Yeah, so like, I think we Do we have sleeping bags or blankets? No, because we didn't think we'd need them. Yeah, so what happened, I think they provided some some blankets, which is nice. For them. Yeah, there's uh, there's photos of this, of, like, the room. So it's not that big of a room, because it's, it's, like, a small, like, no, house. No, it's, it's probably literally smaller than the car we're sitting in. No, I would not say that. Really? Yeah, I'd say I'd say it's, like, two car, you're, two of the cars next okay. to each other. Okay, But But what would happen is, so... I remember exactly how the laying arrangements was because Basil was on the couch. Basil took the couch. So he's like out of the room. He doesn't apply to this room scenario. Isaac was closest to the door. Then mm-hmm. it was Michael. Then it was me. And then it was Nate. <laughs> and, and Mitch then, was in the closet. Mitch, yeah. Mitch was sleeping with like his head in the closet and his body coming out. Isaac has a sleep nap machine going. So we got Dark Vader in the room. <laughs> and then, oh, and, and you know what I just remembered? What? That week was also when I got my wisdom teeth removed. Oh, yeah, earlier, like, yeah. So when we got to the, ho- when, not to the hotel, when we got to Ben's house, I was like, do you guys have anything that, I didn't talk like that, but I was like, do you guys have anything that, like, soft food I can eat? And they made me a ginormous bowl of mashed potatoes. And I was like, I will eat every piece of it. I got to the point where I was like, I think if I take one more bite, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I think I remember that. I remember applesauce being like your go-to half the time. Oh, gosh. Yep. I remember I had a tub of applesauce I was eating out of that whole weekend. <laughs> yep. Um, and I think what I remember is... Um, no, so like, I remember Nate and Michael who were next to me because they do like... They do like the things that they just mess up. Not, like, they do like the T-pose thing where they just like slam their arm in front of my face. <laughs> <laughs> so they do that sometimes. It was just like a fun night. But, like, obviously, the sleeping arrangements weren't the best. But it was, like, we can deal with it. And we are like, okay, this will just be for the day. We probably won't need to stay here for multiple nights. We'll figure out, like, get another hotel tomorrow. And so <sighs> we get, like, a... 
Uh, we're like trying to figure out, and Michael just like lets us know. Yeah, so it's a good thing that me and my dad have the same name, because <laughs> Michael, yeah. Michael and his dad have the same exact name. So what happens is Michael's dad, who has like some traveling points or whatever, he's able to like reserve a hotel, and we're able to just go there. And Michael can just use his ID because it's the same Michael. Because it is the same name. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so Michael's able to just like, yeah, we reserve this room. My name is Michael. And it works out. And then we just get like two nice rooms where you just have to pay Michael's dad back. That's what happened for the rest of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that got situated, we had like all these plans. Where, like we're going to go hiking. We're going to play like a bunch of this we're magic gonna hiking, stuff. We're going to do magic. We're going to do a barefoot walk on the beach, I think was one of the things. Oh, yeah. One of those like to walk around on the beach because there's like a cool like beach area. Yep. With that going out the window, like our plans got messed up so much. We like None of that happened. We played magic, obviously. We went to like a card shop that was there. Where, or it was kind of chill because we like played a game with all six of us. And this was during like the kind of the height of COVID? No, like, COVID post- didn't so- Post-COVID. The post-, post the height. Yeah, because we were all wearing masks. I still remember we were wearing Because we were playing masks in the store. And I remember after, like, we just showed up to the random store, sat down at a table and played our own game. Then after the game was over, the store attendant walked over and was like, yo, which team won? And we are like, oh, that team won. He's like, okay, here, you guys can all have this card. Yeah. We're like, what? And he's yeah. like, yeah, we just need to promote people coming to the store. Yeah, that was a fun, that was a cool moment. And then we did go to, like, we did so much. Okay, so we're like, okay, let's go hiking. We go to this place that, ben, uh, like, Ben and, like, his, uh, the people were saying with, like, recommended. And they join us, which is cool. We go hiking a little bit. And then there's, like, this little, like, cove area. And we just end up staying in that cove area. And, like, we only hiked for, like, five minutes. Yeah. Which is, like, I don't mind it as much. Like, I don't, I, I like both. Like, it was kind of fun there, too. But I remember, like, I know, I know Nate in particular was. And I know, I think a couple were, were, but, like, they wanted to hike more than just, like, swim a little bit. Because, mm-hmm. what, like, what happened is it felt short in the end because it's, like, we played magic, we went and swam a little bit, we played a little bit more magic, and then we had to leave. Yeah. Because yeah, I think... The chaos of... No, we also, when we thought a storm was coming through, we also watched the Dodgeball movie. You remember that? At, ben no. and, at Ben's house? No. Is your recollection of that? Yeah, zero. Well, we watched Dodgeball. I think I fell asleep during that. Did you? I think I really fell asleep on you. Oh, I zero percent. I have no recollection of that. I think I fell asleep literally on you while watching the movie. Yeah, that was a. Uh, that was so. A, so we talked tri- about the empty seat at the table we left open for the friends yet to make. Yeah, for a time. And then we said that Michael appeared. Yeah. Okay. So how? Like, it's always funny how Michael joined. So Michael. Uh, He's he's someone who's like his his mom was into magic when she was uh, when it was first coming out, but kind of dropped it a little bit. And Michael got really into magic and used some for old cards, and so he was into it for a while and played it. Um, and then uh, I, came back to high school. He hasn't played it for a couple of years. Um, I am we and the boys are just starting to get magic. I'm in choir, and Michael just joined. And like Michael's like really chill, so I'm starting to get to know him a little bit. I'm like, hey. Me and my friends are just picking up magic, and Michael is like literally like locked eyes, like robot, just like, uh, <laughs> he's just like, you guys playing magic? No I way. Was like, I was like, yeah, because Michael, he's only played magic by going to the store and playing like with the people at the store, which is all like, it, it's the stereotype of magic players, but it's just like all like much older guys who probably don't smell the best. Hey, hey that was rude. <laughs> Most magic people don't smell. There's only. Okay. One time I played a game with somebody and been like, dude, I can't breathe. Okay, okay, sorry. <laughs> magic is a higher percentage than most hobbies of people not smelling nice. You could have just said hygiene. 
You have to make it personal and talk about they stank. Nah, it's fine. But anyways, <laughs> um, but no, Michael is like the first people that his age that he could play with, and he comes in. We did not, we did not play the smartest when we were first playing. Michael's like, and then he started. Yeah, I, I remember he was like holding back power level on us. Yeah, he would make decks specifically bad to just like so that he he wouldn't like crush us to try to sit at our power level. Yeah, that yeah. was funny. And he like he he make them he taught us a lot of the magic jokes like he goes like I like there's some cards you need to read sideways instead of like straight up and down and I remember like core memory Max was looking at a card in his hand turned his head sideways and Michael immediately went I wonder if he has a sideways card in his hand yeah that was like that was a golden moment and then once like once he started seeing that we played magic he just started joining the group and he's become like a solid core part of it now mm-hmm. back to Duluth so it's like. Played Magic, went to the water thing, then we played Magic, and then we really just, like, left. And, like, I don't know, I think Mitch drove my, yeah, Mitch drove back, because I was, like, I didn't want, because I drove all week, and I was, like, I don't want to drive back the two hours, like, two hours. Yep. Now that's, like, nothing for me, because of, like, how far I have to drive how from your, college. How far your campus is from here. Yeah. Um, but I remember just, like, the ride back, just, like, everyone kind of being, like, eh. Everybody was dead. Everyone was dead, like. I think the craziness of it starting just, like, made it so, like, the rest of it just became super draining super quickly. Yeah, we were pretty fatigued. I think that's that's everything that happened in the Duluth trip. I think the craziest parts of the Duluth trip the were beginning. all the first day. Yeah. And then after that, we were like, okay, now we're in Duluth. Yay! Yeah, is Duluth where the B-dubs incident happened? No. The B-dubs incident happened at my call, the Buffalo Wild Wings by my campus. It happened in the cities? Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Just so, okay, I want, I, I want the story, like, we can, we're going to this story now. I want you to, to kind of be the outside perspective. Okay, by the way, this story is about me. Mm-hmm. You want me to tell it? Yeah, because I want, like, I want outside perspective, I'll tell you guys my side. Okay. So, our boy Max Quintavalli. I'm, ho- preference, I'm horrible with spicy things. Like, I'm like, the, you know, the typical thing is like, white boy, like, bad with spice. Yep. I, that is exactly me. And used to be the pickiest eater of all time. Like, mm-hmm. would not try new things. So, I don't remember what what card set had just come out that we, like, got together to play. Yeah, usually it's, like, uh, during the school year, we get together only, really, if because all of us go to, like, different colleges, basically. We really only get together if there's, like, a magic thing that's happening, like, a magic set is being launched or whatever. Yeah. But this year in particular, you were still at home. Because you were doing a community college. community college, right? Yeah, this is where I was doing community college at home online. And I don't remember if Mitch was at Duluth at this point or not. Was he? No, because Mitch, when I was working at community college, he was he he took a gap year and was just grinding job. Yeah, and Isaac commuted every every day to get to his college, so I was the only person like living away. So we were like, oh, this new set's coming out. Let's all meet. And I didn't have a car on campus. So we were like, well, let's just drive out and play where Nate's playing. Yeah. We we get there, and we always do the tradition, go to B-dubs after a magic night. Yep. And Mitchell, Mitch and Michael, like, challenge each other to eat, like, the hottest wings on the menu. Yep. That happens every time. So they order, they order the hottest wings on the menu. Were they doing roulette this time? Where they get the hottest they wings on the menu? Just everyone does hottest. Okay. okay. Well, sometimes they do roulette with, like, a, the Carolina Reaper. Yeah. And then they ask the waitress, like, what? sauce looks the most like it and just mix the two together yeah so like you don't know if you're biting into pain or you're biting into a good wing yeah 
But the challenge, the challenge was like, well, everybody has to take a bite of a Carolina Reaper. Yep, everyone gets. And I was like, oh, this is gonna be terrible. So like everybody had their waters ready to drink immediately after. Yep. And we were like, is Max going to survive this ordeal? Because everyone just knows I'm just the worst there. Like I was worried for his livelihood. Nate, Nate can handle like a decent amount of spiciness. Michael, Mitch, and Isaac were all really pretty good at spicy food. Oh yeah. Um, Basil just like he he just opted out of it. He really just didn't want to deal with it at the moment. Mm-hmm. But yeah, with those. But we ones, peer pressured Max into doing it. Don't you worry. Yeah, I'm very susceptible to peer pressure. Yeah. So everybody like. We did a cheers or whatever and, like, bit into the hot wing. And I remember, like, Mitch ate the whole thing. Michael ate the whole thing. Isaac ate the whole thing. I took what I would call a solid bite, but somebody else would call a wimpy bite. And I swallowed <laughs> it. And I was like, that sucked so bad. And I was like... <sighs> yeah. That, I remember, like, Nate the most in pain. And I was, like, drinking my water. And I, like, I was holding the ice on my lips. It was so... I was in so much pain. And then, like, I... Max... Sorry, I just forgot your name for a second. How Max, dare like, you? I know. <laughs> I'm We're three episodes into the podcast, and I forgot my co-host name. So Max takes like a little rabbit nibble. Yeah, I they just like took... it, was, it. It was something out of Looney Tunes, the size of the bite. Yeah, dog. it was like you know, like the I don't know if you see SpongeBob, you know, like this scene where like Squidward's taking like his first little nibble of a Krabby Patty. Yeah, it's word for word exactly. I just got like a little piece of the skin with the sauce on it, and I was like, okay, yeah. So I took the tiniest bite ever, and then I thought he was handling it pretty well. And I remember it was me, I was sitting there, you were Max was sitting next to me, and Michael was sitting on the you other side. You were across from me, and Michael was to my right. Was it? Yeah, because I remember you looked at my eyes from, like, when we were across from each other. Oh, yeah. And then, like, a few minutes passed, and, like, well, I'd recovered, and, like, the people who knew how to eat wings had recovered. And then I noticed Max was gone. And then I looked at Michael, and Michael looked at me at the exact same time. We were both thinking, where did Max just go? And then we turn to look at the bathroom, and we see that Max is standing outside the bathroom. Nope, this, I came back one time before because it was... Okay, so now this is where my story flips in. So what happens at this point? It's incredibly spicy, but it starts to calm down. But I, I don't have a water like these guys. I was Sprite because I was like unhealthy as fuck at the time <laughs> when it came to like drinks and stuff like that. So I'm just like doubting the Sprite, and I'm like... Oh, my stomach feels so good. <laughs> so I run to the bathroom and like I go in there. There's just someone. There's they only have one stall in the bathroom of a beat-ups. It's like not that small. Yeah, and and to add to that, earlier Michael and I, when we'd arrived, tried to use the bathroom, but there was this guy just like standing in the stall. We like he's not using the bathroom. He's just derping around in there. Yeah. So there's this guy in the stall, and then uh, I'm like after this, I run in. We don't know if it's the same guy, but there's a guy who's still in there, and um, <laughs> uh, he just I go in there. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna wait a little bit because I feel like I'm gonna throw up. So I go in there because I don't want to make a mess. Obviously, I go in there, waiting a little bit, waiting a little bit. He's just not coming out, and all I can hear is just the toilet paper roll spinning. I just hear it spinning. I don't see it. <laughs> that just, guy was high as a kite. So then I try to just like, okay, I'm gonna I. Just use a mural, go, go to, like, take a piss, whatever. Wash my hands, go out. And she's like, okay, I'm going to try and just like, keep it down and relax. And hopefully it doesn't happen. And then I think I come back. Uh, I sit down for probably like, two minutes. And then I think this is when Nate t- has talked to me about this past. Where, like, we lock eyes. And Nate's like, oh, Max is going to throw up. <laughs> and then I run to the bathroom. Wait, like, five minutes. Like, blank, ooh, like, 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 spasming in my stomach a little bit. Sorry for the people who don't like graphic stuff. 
Uh, and then uh, You're on the th- wrong episode. <laughs> yeah, this episode gets a little bit graphic when it comes to that stuff. So I have a, this is where it gets really graphic. Sorry, um, <laughs> you've been warned, audience. So what happens is I have a mask on. It's COVID season. Uh, so I am th- I'm gonna throw up. I'm like starting. I couldn't figure out where to throw up. And so I'm just, like, panicking, like, going around. Because, like, the, the trash they have, I can't also throw open the trash because it's not, like, a big trash opening thing. It's, like, a s- small, very small slit they had on the, like, the kitchen sink. Not the sink. Kitchen sink. The bathroom sink. Yeah, bathroom yep. sink. Where you can't, like, get to the art- actual garbage can. You can, like, slip paper into it. That's basically it. Um, and I just didn't think about throwing from the sink. I just, like, that idea didn't come to me. I was just panicked. So I just, like, waiting. Guys, I, I throw up. The guy's still in there. I don't I didn't hear any difference from him after I threw up. But I threw up because well, I know someone was in there because I tried to open the door. It just didn't open. Imagine being that guy on the toilet. And you hear someone's rattling on the door to try to get in, and then you just hear, yeah. and he's like, "I'm gonna stay in here now." So what happens here is now I'm wearing a mask. I didn't take out the mask, so I, was, I throw up, and as I'm throwing up, it hits the mask, and like it like kind of like ricochets for a second, and I just pull the mask down, because like, I'm not going back in my mouth. And so I throw up. It just goes straight in front of me in a line across the bathroom. <laughs> and I felt so bad. My mask is gross as hell. Like I had to hold it with a hand. I'm not touching this to my face anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I go outside to the guy who is like at the front entrance, and like, ooh. I'm I sorry. threw up. Yeah, like, like, I threw up. I'm sorry. He's like, it's okay. I just, like, I threw up in the bathroom. He goes, okay, um, let me take a look. He opens the door and goes, ooh. I'm like, no. <laughs> he, like, he does, like, a bad facial expression. I'm just like, oh, God damn it. Um, and I was like, okay. I quickly run to my friends now at the table. Like, we paid, I think, at this point. We're just, like, relaxing and having fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I go to the guys. I'm like, I'm holding my mask to, like close to my face when I'm on my face. I just go, guys, we have to go. And, and they're like, what happened? I have to <laughs> the, the, the audience didn't hear that. I just go like, I threw up in the bathroom and we need to go. Because <laughs> I remember when Michael and I had made eye contact and we looked behind. That's exactly when you were talking to the person, like the, the host, whoever's at that entrance. And you were like holding the mask in front of your face, but you didn't have it on. And we were like. Something's not right. <laughs> yeah, and I always make my, I like grabbed my sweatshirt because I left it in my chair and just like put up the hood, like squeezed it close. So I was so embarrassed. And like as we were walking, I was just like hiding my face and everything like that. Uh that, that was a story that I That's a core memory. Yeah, I don't get lived down. That that solidified like every time after an event we'd search for a Buffalo Wild Wings to eat at because we're like, maybe we'll make Max Cube again. Yeah. <laughs> but every time now we go for the spicy wing, I just say no and like they just go like he threw up. He went through the rite of passage. That, that's, that was that was me. I defended you. They yeah. were like, no. Every time we get the Carolina Reaper, Max needs to have it. I was like, guys, nobody here can say Max didn't give it his all. Because he literally vomited his guts out after trying to eat it. I think we can say he tried his best. Yeah. I think I could probably try it now. And like it'd, it'd be tons of pain, but I wouldn't throw up at this point. Oh, trust me. For me, it's still tons of pain to eat that thing. Yeah, like Anytime I bite a Carolina Reaper, like the next 10 minutes of my life are me with just my lips in a glass of ice. Yeah. Yeah. But that, I think, will be wrapping us up for today. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you guys all for listening. And I guess we hope to see you next time. Drive safe.